My name's Moonlands, and welcome to Mmcast, the ventilation shaft. Now this is a bonus edition of Mental Meanders with Moonlands, that's me, um, where Jamie won't be turning up, or, or any guests in fact, because I can't always get them, and as much as I love Jamie, he's not always available. So, um, and it's going to be shorter as well, and this, in this cast I just talk about some ideas that have been bouncing around my head that I just want to vent about hence the title and i said i'm gonna end up doing this uh, in multiple uh, videos this is part two of is this okay for kids um, and in the first one we talked about a bunch of things so uh, the opening the opening gambit was um, transformers is intensely violent and if it were humans in place of the robots undergoing that same level of graphic violence as it's uh, amazingly depicted in the movies i reckon it would be an 18 and i think anyone else would say the same given the examples um and the perspective i gave um of this was imagine uh, a race of autobots or something of the like coming down to earth uh, if they saw these movies they would more likely than not be going you show this to your kids what so um that's that's the kind of uh, the the starting point that we have here for this. And in the first part, if you haven't watched it, definitely go watch it because there's a, uh, a lot of things I went through there. And uh, I wanted to get my position across to tell you where I'm coming from, that this is not intended to be about censorship or free speech, etc. This is just a discussion on what we think is OK for kids and uh, uh, to watch and why. And uh, so the, the sort of thought of experiments that come with that is what I want to discuss as well. But I recognize there is a connection to the overarching issues so in the first part i talked about how it doesn't just need to be optimus prime or some cybertrons uh, some some autobots coming down to to have a look at us it could be something that we create um that disproves of what we're showing to our our kids you know we could create artificial intelligence or computer beings um with the power of supercomputers and the amazing advancements in self-learning technology and uh, you know the way in which they can communicate and connect through the internet while we might create computers that are super intelligent in more fields than humans or sentient or both you know sentient super computers um and uh that those beings will be the ones concerned um and to consider so i'm also going to do a whole podcast on that kind of subject because i think the more important question is of course not can we but should we um for obvious reasons i would hope um but uh, this is part two of Is This Okay for Kids? And uh, if you haven't seen the kinds of films I'm talking about, like the Transformers uh, lot, um, and you don't believe they're that violent, or, or both, I'm going to go through some examples in this video and go over what the current British Board of Film Classification uh, guidelines are for violence. So this is not a rigorous essay, by the way. This is just meant to be an open discussion, uh, me just expressing my interests and concerns. And I'd really love to get some feedback. I'd love to hear from you about why I'm completely out of my depth on these issues. So, Transformers. The issue is with Transformers, just because, um, you know, it's not limited to them, but they're just a hugely popular, easy example. So, Talking about Transformers 2007, from then right the way through to Bumblebee 2018, although I haven't actually seen 
the last two films. Um, I've seen clips and I have looked into this just for the sake of uh, going through this because I do have a pretty strong memory of the first three at least. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not a review. So <laughs> if you're looking for that, go elsewhere. So the BBFC rules, the British Board of Film Classification, they say on violence, because this is what we're focusing on, a 12, what classifies for a 12 on violence. Um, there may be moderate violence, but it should not dwell on detail. There should be no emphasis on injuries or blood, but occasional gory moments may be permitted if justified by the context. Okay, that's a 12. Now, 15... Violence may be strong, but should not dwell on infliction of pain or injury. The strongest gory images are unlikely to be acceptable. Strong sadistic violence is unlikely to be acceptable. So those are the, the ratings for 15 and 12. Now, why do we have these standards? Just before I move on to what, what kind of stuff we have to look at in Transformers, I just want to set the kind of stage here. Um, why do we have these standards? Why do we want to show violence? Before we create rules and guidelines, we need to think about why we're doing it, to have clarity on how we want to, to enforce rules and whatnot. So even though I sort of feel like this is the key question here, I don't want to linger too much on this because if you're interested, I think you really want to be thinking about the answers to this, you know, yourself. Um, but just to just to kind of go over it, um, why we want it. So for art, first of all, violence has a place in art, I think, for visual ama amazement, pure stimu visual stimulation. Um, you can go, there's all kinds of installations. Um, there's there's some fella um, who uh, who puts hooks in his body, it's suspension art. He'll go in and the installation, just him naked, hanging from the ceiling and he's supported in whatever position it is for so many hours and he's hung just by hooks that are in his flesh. You know, just as an example of an extreme thing, there's also a fella, I forget his name, is, is all his, um, he does all kinds of installations to do with um, just like gore, sort of gore art. Uh, and it's really weird and disturbing, but it's, you know, there's a lot more to it than perhaps meets the eye. You know, um, violence in art can be about meditating on themes. You know, it can encourage philosophical discourse, the consideration of harm, what life means to you, what, you know, suffering means to you, vulnerability, vulnerability. Um, mortality and uh, you know suffering in general you know things like this so um it can also be used for uh, generating political messages emotional messages um moral messages you know um but there are going to be problems associated with that of course so those are some examples of why we might want to show violence in entertainment or in general and um what problems occur in individual individuals and society at large well, um, the, the issue is really if if the filmmakers or whatever it is don't handle the violence properly or if people watching it aren't equipped to um, handle the violence, you know, if, if, if filmmakers don't handle, handle it with the sensitivity or understanding for life or suffering or sentience, well-being, you know, things like this, and neither of the people watching it are able to deal with those, those ideas or, or watch those scenes... You can have, I mean, first of all, you've got short-term traumatization. You just, the initial impact of seeing blood and things like that, something that we immediately associate with being a problem um, can cause short-term trauma. It can cause long-term developmental issues due to recurrent exposure to this kind of thing. We can plant bad seeds in people's minds. We can, it can cause misinterpretation of reality. People can end up committing 
really bad things um, by accident or in ignorance and it can lead to normalization a lack of empathy um, diminished sense of mortality you know um, it can lead to an inability to understand the gravitas of serious issues and uh, imitation is also a big problem and uh, there's i mean i'm not a psychologist so i can't think off the top of my head now to list a bunch of studies for you which i could but again look i'm just i'm just trying to like go over this just real quick to just kind of give you some inspiration or just show that i'm not just sort of ignoring this that i do under you know have, have an awareness of this when i'm talking about this i'm not just kind of randomly berating transformers for some reason um uh imitation i believe there's some study where there's um there was a doll that uh, some doctors were showing these children footage of a doll that an adult or maybe one of the other doctors was treating really uh, you know brutally it was abusing it whatever it was not extreme but just obviously bad things that we wouldn't want to do to people um or even the doll you know it just looks just seemed unfair um and these kids watching this footage when they were in, you know introduced to the doll when they got access to the doll they kind of abused it in the same sorts of ways they were you know children and people who are you know very impressionable and perhaps not equipped enough with their own understanding of the world can end up copying really bad things um you know look being unable to handle this kind of stuff these kinds of issues can just lead to a general failure of acknowledgement or understanding of the social contracts when there's this amount of violence that someone's exposed to. So granted, it's very difficult when we're dealing with a subject as um, complicated as entertainment and subjective rather as entertainment um, and individual freedoms and all the rest of it. But how much of this is really wanted or necessary is a good question. What do we think we want to see versus what can we actually handle and how what what should people actually want to see and um what shouldn't we want to see what shouldn't we be entertained by is is kind of where we are here so to bring it back to transformers just going to remind you again of what the bbfc rule as the 12 for violence just before we get to all the example because this i know this is what you're waiting for this you're just waiting for me to list off a bunch of violent things so there may be moderate violence but it should not dwell on detail. So I'll do my BBFC voice. There may be moderate violence, but it should not dwell on detail. There should be no emphasis on injury uh, or blood. And occasional gory moments may be permitted if justified by the context. So the first Transformers film. In the first Transformers film, we have... All you have to do is just look at the film and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm not making this up. Um, in the first one, we have live robots being ripped in two, sliced, stabbed in various parts of their body, including the face and throat, and they're beheaded as well. All of it is, is, is quite clear. It's obvious. It's very detailed. Brilliant detail, I would say. Uh, hats off to the CGI team. Uh, and there are humans that are dying in the first uh, first film, but... Um, it's nowhere near to the level of detail. You know, it doesn't stretch out as much either. It doesn't focus on it. Um, and uh, and I think the human deaths and problems do would actually fall in the guidelines number 12. Um, they're killed in loads of ways. They get crushed, blown up, skewered alive. Um, one of my favourites is Megatron when he flicks this human into a, into a car. He just uses massive metal fingers and he just goes... Ah! And this little, little fella just swish, swings around and just hits this car and, you know you're pretty sure that that's game over, but there's no like blood. Um, it's all over very quickly and all this sort of thing. 
Whereas in the robots, it's a very different story. They definitely have emphasis on the injuries and uh, they definitely dwell on the detail. And I'm not sure that it is justified by the context, which we will um, get to as we go on. Now, in the that's in the first film. Okay, so in the second, in the, the, the subsequent films, um, we get much more detailed in violence. So for both humans and robots, it does get worse, but the robots in particular, it gets really messed up. Okay, we've got live robots um, getting entire goo-covered spines ripped out in slow-mo. Uh, they get punched through the back. There's a great scene where one where Optimus um, he gets one of the, uh, the main bad guys and he punches right the way through the guy's back. Uh, one of the other robots and his fist like explodes through the chest with all this stuff coming out and um, sparks flying and everything and he has his heart this guy's heart in his hand and he crushes it like that um, we've got uh, scenes where there's an Autobot or a Decepticon I think it was an Autobot being ripped apart by several other Decepticons so they're just pulling parts off him all at once and he's like screaming and struggling and all the rest of it um, we have the faces and heads of various um, bots smashed off and slashed off with copious amounts of red liquid bursting out and green liquid bursting out in slow-mo, which I don't know how much more gory you can get, but that seems really troubling to me. There's an increasing appearance of the red and green liquids that are clearly supposed to be gore and blood. Um, and uh, I know that some fans or whatever or people that want to get off on a technicality will say, Oh yeah, but it's not actually blood. It's just it's just part of what's in the machines because everybody knows that um, that they, the Decepticons and Autobots they run on Energon, so they don't actually have blood or anything like that. Um, well, okay, that's fine. But what machine has gooey green stuff in it, or bright red goopy stuff, or whatever? you know, we see on screen because there's loads of it. And I don't think, you know, your average SUV or whatever, which a lot of these machines are, uh, has that inside it. It's clearly meant to be gore. And lots of these um, these uh, robots and stuff, they don't, some of them don't necessarily take disguises. Um, uh, so I don't know how you could reason that it's to do with the thing. It was a byproduct of the thing that they were changing into. And so for me, that is totally violating the guidelines, um, you know, of, of, of emphasis on blood, injuries, uh, dwelling on detail, you know. And so so all we've got left is the context. I mean, outright, that's already too much. Even without the context, that's already too much. Um, and it's not occasional gory moments. It's, it's a lot. It's quite frequent in the movies. Um, humans just, you know, they're not getting treated anywhere near as bad. They're just getting... There's occasional ray gunning to death. Humans turning to dust or being burned alive, even individually. But it's, it's amazingly clean for what it is, you know, to suit the 12 guidelines. Now, visually, um, these movies are amazing. And this violence in particular is amazing. Absolutely incredible feats of CGI. But I sort of feel like... It is besides the point in the context of a movie that's supposed to be for 12-year-olds, you know? Um, the Transformers are rated 12 due to moderate action violence. That's what you'll find on the back of all the boxes. And some of them have bad language mentioned in there and sex references and drug references as well. Uh, but it talks about moderate action violence. Now, if this was humans going through some of those examples I just mentioned, that would not be moderate action violence. That would be extreme, maximal action violence all right um now if you want to do your own research on this the really easy way to is to go to youtube and search transformers all deaths 
okay? Just type that in. There are compilations, I think in most cases it's by the same channel, purely of all the deaths in Transformers, in humans and robots. Um, it goes through all the films. And I think, I think that says a lot about this whole issue <laughs> that you can just go to YouTube and someone's like, that's the favourites. That's a, fav a, a compilation reel, highlights, just the brutal stuff. Um, <laughs> and I just think that, that does say a lot to me. Um, and, uh, you know, you can say, well, it's not human, so it doesn't matter. I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's good enough. I, I, it seems problematic to me. And, you know, when you go back to what I mentioned in the first one about, you know, these robots, imagine if we were in a society where there's sentient computers or digital beings or machine beings among us um, thinking about this and looking at us showing this to our kids or saying that this is fine. Um, it seems a bit strange. Um, some of the, I'm going to go to talk about examples in the next piece. And so, cause, cause the, I guess the question is, well, look, I'm just not happy that you've not gone into the context yet. Maybe this is okay. Given the context and stuff like that. And, um, the simple answer is it's not, but it is really interesting going into some of the, uh, some of the case studies provided by the British border film classification and the things that will crop up. So just to summarize why it doesn't really work for Transformers is that the things that constantly crop up is that the consistent reasons for suitability are things like good, clear morals. So good overthrowing evil, recognition of severity of the situation, non-glorification. Um, the context might have been necessary to convey the message. Um, one of the examples I'll get to is, is Hunger Games, for example. In that case, it's obviously not saying that um, even though we c this reality could be real or um Given, given the idea that you were in this reality, that some of the horror, horrendous things that the kids do is justified for them in that world because they have to, to survive, etc. But that the children watching it, the 12-year-olds watching it, or perhaps even younger would understand that that doesn't mean that that's okay to, to just go out and do on the streets. You know, it's very clear about how bad that sort of stuff is. And diversions from reality is an, is another big thing is how close to reality is what's the fantasy value um and extended metaphors artistic modifications so wiping away the actual detail of the blood and the violence and making the problems the the violence more thematic than actual violence stuff like that Fa you know making it uh non-realistic non you know more fantasy is is a way they get around it as well and you know just general omission of detail so not dwelling on the details not prolonging it so much not making the blood and things like that so obvious these are the kind of things that they get that, that that get you past it. So good morals, diversion from reality, and lack of detail. As as I guess it said when I read out the the um, the thing there. But I guess the question is how much, and maybe we need to look in more detail at how that works. And well, what, how did they apply that in different in different scenarios? So when you're less experienced in your moral. Uh, in, in life, you, you will be less experienced, I think, in, in your moral judgment. And we say a lot of children seem to have a much clearer moral compass because they're innocent. They say things how they are. I think there's a lot of truth in that. But the problem is when they're exposed to certain things, how they can take that information. And your moral judgment and your artistic judgment is not as developed and you're less capable of being able to know what bits you should take with a grain of salt. You're less capable of determining what's fact and what's fiction. You're less aware of how violent or serious something is. You're less developed uh, in your sense of mortality. You know, you don't 
you don't recognize how close to death you might be in a certain situation or how much something would hurt you. Um, I think it's important for adults to be there to say, hey, you know, that does look really cool, but that stuff's really awful. And uh, I know the film doesn't really tell you that, so I I'm going to tell you that. Um, and in that case, you could say there's a lot of films that are, that are much more, that are not suitable for children by their classification, by law and stuff, um, but uh, that it might be okay for children to watch as long as they have the right figure with them to, to watch it, you know? And I think there are many films that kids can and should see, actually. There's a lot of really important films that might be out of their age range that they should be exposed to. And um, the other thing is that a lot of parents probably what let... I mean, I know, I have friends or know other parents, or I think probably my parents would have let me watch a lot of things that were outside my age range if they were the right thing off they were with me or etc etc and when someone says it sees a 12 sticker that's very low relative to the amount of different classifications we have you know when you've got a young kids there might be parents letting kids as young as 10 or 8 watch 12 so like ah, it's just a 12 you know it's not you know it's not, not that bad sort of thing just as a general default it's, oh, it's just robots you know how bad can it be or whatever and there's a certain responsibility there in a way um so in relation to transformers i don't think the elements of context or seriousness or non-glorification, you know, uh, how close is it to reality? It's it's really photorealistic. It's set in the modern day, um, you know, and we see even the good characters doing really violent things as well, um, repeatedly at quite a alarming level. And, uh, and so what's the difference? Why is it that the violent content in Transformers is clearly to me that of an 18 and um, again next part is all about the examples um why does that get a pass oh because they're robots if that seems simple as that to me it's because they're robots um and at this point I will we'll leave this episode there and that's what we're going to move on to so we're going to go to the examples in uh, part three and possibly four as well because there's a lot of examples to go through and they I find them kind of I got carried away because you kind of get into the plot of the films and stuff at the same time and there's a lot of um, my favourite kind of movies in there that I've used for examples that were genuine classification issues where they went from like a 12 to a PG or from a 15 to a 12 etc that I wanted to go through and it's quite fun quite nostalgic so that might be a two-parter in itself just going through all the examples um, but that's what I'm going to do next to really sort of solidify where we are with this I think it's, it's, it's interesting and um, yeah hope you enjoyed this one perhaps not as um perhaps not as revelatory or as interesting as the last one. I don't know. Different things, different things in different parts of this. That's why I wanted to break it up. So I hope you've enjoyed this. If you did, make sure you subscribe, leave a like, and uh, thanks for watching. I'll see you in the next one.